Welcome to the DJ Cross Talk Podcast with your host, DJ JP. As we get started, I just want to say good afternoon and thank you for coming on the DJ Cross Talk Podcast. First question off the bat is, what? how did you get into the industry? Well, um, I was actually sitting in about 2008, 2009, I was sitting in an insurance office. I sold insurance and um, I had been in the AV field just doing uh, churches and schools for 30 years or 20 years. So, um, but I just I was sitting in an insurance office saying, you know, I need something to do on the weekends. Saw an advertisement through a DJ company to be a DJ. Never done it before. So mm-hmm. I, auditioned, I auditioned with them. Uh, they liked me. So I worked for them for, uh, for two and a half years before I started my own company. Oh, okay. And um, how long have you been? You said like 2008. That's how long you've been in the industry? Or... Yeah, but I've been in the industry for um, 12 and a half years. Um, but I, you know, I started my company 10 years ago. Okay. So what is it you like about being a DJ? I think my, as I've grown, the, the one thing that I really like about being a DJ is it's, it's what I call the happy place. Um, nobody's in a bad mood. Everybody's happy. They're <laughs> celebrating. Um, and it, it's, it's a nice thing because everybody forgets their, their problems or finances and they just come and have a party. And so my thing is being as a DJ, I think, and I've looked at other vendors as well. It seemed, seemed like the DJ kind of controls the mood of the, of the night. And so, um, if I can keep everybody happy, then everybody, you know, it ends really well. So what do you think your strongest strength is as a DJ? My strongest strength? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's kind of weird, but I think is communication. Um, anybody can go and, you know, friends and family can go and hit, hit push play on a button and, and, and just go from song to song or whatever. But, um, my thing is communication because brides get stressed out very easily sometimes. So, uh, as long as I can communicate, like when, when somebody contacts me, I try, my goal is to do it within five minutes. If I'm not in a meeting, um, okay. my wife laughs me cause we'll be at dinner and I'll be sitting there on my phone. Ed, get off your phone. No, nope, Bryce talk to me. I got to do it real quick. You know, um, so, um, but I try to do that unless I'm in a meeting, but that, and also, um, the other thing I would say with my strength, which has come over time is the focus of the wedding, the flow of the wedding, meaning, um, I want, I don't want the bride to have to stress about anything. So if there's not a coordinator, I make sure I go the extra mile and keep things flowing, get their drinks and that kind of thing. Oh, wow. So you step in and, well, we all have to do that from time to time because some of them don't hire planners. So, uh, and you know, there's a lot of DJs out there that feel like that's not their job. There, there are. And there's some actually, I found out that, that refuse to talk on the mic. They just want to play music. And it, it just shocks me. But um, my thing is, and there's a DJs out there that are on either end of the spectrum, but um, I think it, it sits the bride at ease when the DJ takes control and just, makes things happen so she doesn't have to worry about it. Um, I've seen sometimes DJs that are family. I, I've done my photo booth with other DJs where mm-hmm. they literally, even though they have a timeline, they will wait to be told what has to happen. So you're running into a two, two and a half hour dinner until he's told what to do. So um, I just I just take the initiative. And I, I know a lot of DJs do as well. Yeah, and, and that can go bad in some ways if you're working with a very controlling planner yeah you want to go ahead and do stuff while at the right time you know what you feel is right but if you work you know then they'll go back and say you don't listen to them because you fit so i mean that's why like you say the key is communication and i totally agree with that yeah and what i've done is is you know i've grown a lot in 10 years and i've i've now in the past year kind of come to realize whenever i'm working with a coordinator i know there's gonna be a coordinator i literally will take a back seat um it makes the night flow easier than trying to butt heads and do our own things. 
Um, I just let the coordinator take control and then I just back up the coordinator um, on everything because also the coordinator has the ultimate responsibility over the whole night. So um, I just let her handle it. If it goes, if it goes great, that's great. If it goes wrong, then that's the way it goes. But, but I just, I just let the coordinator. Well, we you know, can't both crash. You got to help guys yeah. playing a little bit. Yeah. You know, don't let both of us crash. If she well, no, crashes, I won't. I, won't I, I had. A, I won't let it crash. I did have a coordinator square up with me one time because she wanted to do something. I knew the bride would absolutely did not want to do, and so I went and told talked to the bride, and she says, "Ed, do what you got to do. I don't want it, that to happen." And so I did, and the coordinator just literally squared up, trying to fight me. I'm like, "Oh so wow." Now. I'm like, this is just a wedding, but you know. Oh my God, uh, that's just, crazy. Yeah. So yeah, we see it all out there. And that, I mean, that's just, yeah. You run into some that are very relaxed and say, okay, after we get them in for dinner, it's yours. And then you got some that, okay, with a clipboard, hey, it's time to do this, <laughs> it's time to do that. And I mean, either way, uh, once you work with somebody, you kind of know, but the first time it can be a little bit, okay, uh, you know. But I guess you have to show and prove, and they don't want their reputation messed up. So I understand. So that's why I'm a give and taker when it comes to this and just try to work with them. Well, the other thing I do is I have a, I make sure I have a, if I've never worked with a coordinator before, I make sure I schedule a call before the wedding um, just so we can be on the same page. Cause I have done that where I just show up and then everything goes wrong because we're just not there. <laughs> so, so we do all that ahead of time. So I understand what she wants to do, what I want to do. And we work together and make that happen. So when we show up, then we're good to go and it we, work, works out great. Okay, I'm going to have to write that in my notes. Make sure I call planners ahead of time okay. if I haven't worked with you. Um, one question I like to ask is, being DJ something you love or are you in it for the money? I know a lot of people say they're in it for the love, but we also love that green stuff too. Well, so when I started DJing, I did not realize how much money can be made. Um, I just, I was, I actually entered it in for the passion. And when I decided to start my own company, um, I, when I talked to my wife and I talked to other wedding court uh, vendors that I knew, I told them, I said, when I start, I don't want to be to where I'm out for money because when I'm out for money, I, it, I miss things, but when I'm out for passion, then the money follow, follows along. Um, I'm one that I'm kind of mid road on pricing. I'm not the lowest. I'm not the highest. I'm kind of mid range, but I also work with budgets, which some DJs get on me for and some are okay with it, but um, I just don't want a bride to say no to me because of pricing as well, but it's more of a, it's more of a passion for me. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, on that subject. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to address it. I don't want to call anybody and say anything wrong. I, I think you should do what you feel is best. Um, we can't uh, set a price in the industry where I'm not going to go below this because like you say, everybody's budget is different. Everybody has a dream. And just because a bride doesn't want to pay you X amount of dollars, doesn't mean you shouldn't work with her. And if like I tell myself uh, or DJs, hey, if I'm happy, if I tell you I'm going out for whatever and I'm happy and I made that decision, then that's on me. But I don't think it hurts the industry. I think it's just, it's just well, how it is. Yeah. When I first started um, DJing uh, with my own company and everything else, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I caused drama because I didn't know any better. Um, and and I, uh, because I would, I would, I couldn't understand how a DJ could charge so much and how a DJ can charge 200 for a wedding. It didn't wrap my, my mind couldn't wrap around it. So um, let me stop you right there. So how does your mind wrap, wrap around it now? I want to just hear on that. Well, because 
basically what I've learned, and this is just through the growth process in 10 years, mm-hmm. is I've learned just to do what I do mm-hmm. and not, not compare myself or concern myself with what others are doing. Others have their pricing. That's great. Some only want to work three days a month and they charge a lot more. That's fine. Um, I, I prefer to be out there working more. Um, it's part of my strategy, but that's just what I do. So I've learned over the course of the past 10 years is just to do my thing and everybody else can do their thing. Yeah. That, same here. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Cause there's a lot of companies that operate on quantity uh, versus, you know, over, you know, trying to, like you say, doing three days a week or working like that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think everybody has their own place, but only thing I will say is no matter how many you do, you still have to put in the, Everybody should be or close to putting in the same amount of hours, prep, t- playlist, timelines, and all that stuff. And that's that's the only point I would argue anybody on that wants to say I'm charging 350 is all the prep. You still got to do the same prep work, load in, load out, uh, preparation for a wedding. But, you know, your price is your price. So I don't yeah. get mad with anybody about well, that. And I, and I have a price that I quote out. And then if they come back with saying, Oh my gosh, I can't afford that. And it's okay. What, what can you, what can you afford? But um, I also have seven DJs that work for me. Uh-huh. So, so that I'm starting myself to slow down because I've done um, as of like last month, I did, I've done 1300 weddings. In, in wow. Congratulations. Um, yeah. <laughs> Either that or my condolence is one of the two. Um, that's, it's just, it's And so my, my body is starting to wear out. Um, so yeah. um, I'm just, I'm starting to give more weddings to my guys, but um but, you know, like I said, our price is, is what it is, but at the same time, and it's not any, you know, and when I caused the little problems earlier on, it was because I didn't understand the pricing. My pricing is about average of what a DJ is now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's not, it's not high, it's not low, but, um, you know, so I, I just kind of, but if, if their budget's a little too, if I can do it on a budget level, I will, but if I have to send one of my guys out, I can't do it on a budget level. So it just so- now you would just tell everybody where you say you were wrong or you just didn't understand didn't your, your disagreements. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't on, your, on the disagreements you had, where you say you were wrong or do you saying that you just didn't understand or what would you say oh. to them now if you could go back and talk to them? Here you go. Well, and you know, and, I, and I've tried that and some of them are still not accepting me, to, but that's fine. Um, I was, I was not understanding um, of the different price structures and what comes with each package okay. um, on the other DJs. So, so when I was, when I first started uh, and as in the first couple of years, I could, you know, I was charging what I, now I granted when I first started, I was charging really cheap just because I need to get my name out there. Yeah. And so, and I guess that upset a lot of people. Um, but then what I did, which I should have done was I went after those who are charging 1500 bucks or whatever for a wedding. And I couldn't understand why they were charging that. But through the growth process, I've learned that that's not unreasonable. And, uh, you know, and it's just it's just a matter of what we want to do as a business. So it's wow. staying, staying, staying in our lane. So amen to growth. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty deep. Um, so what is something that you love about the industry, the DJ industry? Really, the, the, the main thing I love um, is, is I love music. Um, when I first started DJing, I was not so too knowledgeable in music, believe it or not. Um, so that, that's definitely been a growth process. But uh, my, my favorite thing is getting there. I'm already set up. 
after all the formalities and we start the party. That is my favorite part because people get on the dance floor, they're hopping around. Nothing is, yeah, nothing's more excited to me than seeing the bride out there this past weekend. The bride literally got out there and orchestrated the dance floor. She was pulling people out and she was doing that. And that's, that's what it's about. And that's what makes my job so much fun. I love that. that. That's one of my favorite parts, too. And uh, I was at a we were at a thing not too long ago and somebody asked, what was your favorite part of the wedding? And a lot of people had great different things. One lady was the first reveal between the daughter. I mean, the, the daughter, the bride and her dad or the groom standing there seeing her come down the aisle. Uh, I kind of like first dances and last private dances. But of course, we all should really, really like when it's time to hit the dance floor and actually get what we you know, get do what we actually are there for to make the party jump and have a good time. And besides controlling the room and emceeing, but to me, yeah, that's that's one of the fun parts because then you get to just really control the room and make sure everybody has a good time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what is it something that you dislike about the industry? Some drives you crazy, your pet peeve, your number one, I I want to, I just I just want to quit tomorrow. All right. Here it is. This is real simple. Go for um, it. It is that that vendors, even not even in the DJ industry, but all the wedding vendors, they feel the need to compete instead of coexist. Um, meaning that say that it one more time, they feel the need to, to compete instead of coexist. Okay, I'm a, um, you got three good points already. I'm a, I'm gonna keep note of those. <laughs> and and that is because um, I can only speak for the DJ industry, but there are DJs out there that um, I was on someone just land blasted me on Facebook and then blocked me and all that stuff. But because I charged $50 or hundred dollars less on something that he did. Okay. So there last year, there was 50,000 weddings in, in, in DFW according to the not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we all have a place somewhere. Um, and so DJ seemed to feel that they have to try to get business from each other instead of just, you know, Hey, I'm booked. Hey, let me call this guy to see if he's available. You know, um, I have a network that I call if if all of our guys are available or are booked. But um, I just feel if we all work together instead of against each other, I think it would make the industry a lot better. You know what? We we don't have to work together. Just work in your lane because you said you had seven guys working for you, right? Right. Okay. On that particular night, did any of those guys that probably complained, do you think they weren't working or were it, you know, like I tell everybody in DJ Crosstalk, like sometimes you'll see it. I'll put a post. I don't know if you've been looking in there, but we'll post, Hey, if you work in post some pictures, did you have to stab anybody in the back to get that work tonight? Or did you no. underbid somebody? So that's what, like you said, 50,000 wins. What? It's not 50,000 DJs in Dallas, and I think everybody can work if you just work and stay in your lane and do what you can do. Well, I mean, and I have there, there's one um, one DJ that I won't mention that that he um, um, he, keep, he keeps on um, me, messaging me or texting me or something. I don't even know who he is. I've never met him, but he keeps on saying, hey, I just took a bride from you because you you charge too much or you're, you're not doing this for this bride. Or, oh, my gosh. And, and I'm like, so you have someone yeah. attacking you from the lower end. From yeah, yeah, and and but I've also had it from the higher end as well. So yeah. I just and, and I just this one DJ that got upset because I charged hundred dollars less than him. I just said stay in your lane, and he's just like, well, I am in my lane. I was okay. So I just like, you know, but when I mean work together, I mean just you know like like that the uh, the kick around that you guys had. I of course I didn't I wasn't able to make it because my wife, but um, mm-hmm. you know you guys are all chewing the fat, and that's what I mean working not trying to 
go at each other's throat. Just enjoy each other and enjoy the com com camaraderie of each yeah, other. And learn. Learn and be civil yeah. and just, co like you say, coexist in the industry without trying to think I'm the top dog or I got to, you know, I need a bigger piece of the pie than you, say the florist, or I need a bigger, the DJ needs, you know, he don't need that much or, you know, how much do the flowers cost? Why do the flowers cost more? So I understand exactly what you're saying about coexisting. I think that that would be a great thing, but I don't know if it'll ever happen in this industry. <laughs> I don't, I can't see it, but, you know, you never know. Yeah, but like a guy I just talked to, he was saying we all have egos. And not only do DJs have egos, the stationary person has an ego, the limo driver has an ego. Everybody wants their piece of that pie, and there's only so much of the pie. So what I figured out is find out what's important to the brides. What's important to them? Is it music? Is it flowers? Is it food? And then, you know, okay, then you'll, you'll have some idea what, you, what your pie is going to be worth. Right. Yep. So, all right. Who is someone in the industry that you admire and why? Well, believe it or not, um, that was not one of the questions you gave me. Um, but <laughs> um, we throw, I just, I was talking to somebody and I said, let me throw this in. I kind of like yeah. that question. Well, and he, he probably doesn't even know this, but it's Gus Garza. Oh, wow. Um, because he, when I first started, he was such a supporter of, uh, and I didn't get to know him really until after I had started. Uh -huh. But once I, once I knew him, uh, he's one that he, I'm, I consider him my mentor. Um, he, anytime I had an issue or had a question or whatever, he's, he's been there. He's done that. So um, I would literally call him up and we'd set up a time and we'd, we'd go over everything. So um, he's been, he's been my, my mentor through this whole process. Wow, that's good. To, and, you know, it's funny because when I first met Gus, I thought he might have been a little standoffish, but, man, we've become two of the closest. We even went to Vegas together this weekend yeah. for, uh, and hung out, and we do all kind of stuff. And we both throw our groups together. So I would say that that's somebody, yeah, that, that's a good one, Gus, because Gus is just even killed. He's not going to kick you. He's not. He's just going to give you the facts and help exactly. you if he can and ask you to help him or throw you a bone if he has it. So I like that. That's a good answer. And uh, what is something you would tell little Ed 10 years ago before you started a business that would think would put you in either a better place or you would, you know, just more knowledgeable about where you are in the business? And that would be to um, not compare yourself to anybody else. Just do you. Just that's, do you. That's pretty much pretty much it. Because when I started DJing, I was trying to compare myself to the low end and the high end and trying to get bits and pieces. And it, it failed every single time. But once I came up with my own little thing, gimmick, I, you know, like as an example, I wear a fedora at my weddings. That's just my, my thing. And people know me as that. Yeah. Um, but I just, in, in the way I do things, I created a system that just works for me. And so as long as they do do themselves and not worry about comparing themselves to anybody else, I think that's a big success story. Yeah. And as somebody told me, just be you because nobody else can be you. Right. <laughs> and then another question, uh, what is Ed's special sauce? What makes Ed different? Two things, I think. One is um, communication because I am on top of communication like you wouldn't believe. Um, in fact, Brights have actually booked because I'm so quick. Um, but I try to get them taken care of. But the other thing that I think is right for me anyways, is that I give the couple the entire control over their wedding. Mm -hmm. um, I, know, I know some DJs say, okay, you can pick 20 songs, and but I get to pick 30 songs, that kind of thing. They limit the bride, um, which I can, you know, that, again, that's just the way they want to do it. But for me, 
Um, I let, I always talk about vision with the bride. What is your vision? And my job is just to take that vision and make it happen. So I tell them that, you know, we have a portal and all that stuff. And I tell them, just put your entire vision on there and then it's going to be perfect. Yeah. And, and that's what we use a, a, a CRM too, to let them fill out the forms. And yeah, so I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say I want a bride to tell me everything to play, but just give me the freedom to paint that picture with the tools that the the paints you've given me. Let me paint the room uh, with the music that I play. Don't just say, okay, I want you to do this. Cause then you limit because what you think is going to work may not work, well, but I'll do everything I can to use the paint that you gave me, but I'm going to keep a little bucket over here to sprinkle in a little, little, you know, a little color or something. Well, yeah. And, and, and I tell every bride that because we had one bride that literally for her dance time, wanted me to play the entire soundtrack to sound of music. Um, after 20 minutes, she said, Ed, I messed up something, figure it out, just do it. And I did. But, but I do tell brides, it's even in our contract that gives us the, um, the, 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 the um, authority to just play what's happening on the dance floor. Cause not all the songs are going to, you know, they're going to, they're going through there picking songs. Oh, I like this one. I like this one, but do you guess like it? So, um, so I do talk to him about, about giving me the, the a freedom of, of adding music to it. I guess that's it. Unless there's anything you want to put out there and say to the masses or, you know, cause they, they can either listen or they going to keep their same opinion, you know, no matter what. Cause uh, I don't know what people think of me. Uh, can't say you don't care, but you can't let it affect what you do. And you just got to keep on doing the best of you that you can. But so I'm going to give you anything you want to say before I get, into this last question. Well, my, my thing is just, let's just um, coexist. Um, I, have, I have DJs that are literally giving me death threats that never even met me before. Um, and I'm like, really? So um, I just say, just let's work to, you know, work together, coexist and just help each other out. That's, that's what we really need in this world more than anything is um, just like, you know, the United States with the Russia thing. It, yeah, we need, we need unity. Can we just um, coexist? Can we just get along? Yeah, exactly. That's really what I want to do is I just want to get along. Um, but, I I want to go to more marketing stuff, but um, I get I get verbally abused every time I go, so I just I stay home. Um, and so you know, I want it to be a point where at some point I can go without having to worry about you know are they going to verbally attack me or not. So I'm gonna tell you, we're gonna welcome you with open arms, and if you have anybody in crosstalk hit your sidebar and tell you anything. Let me or one of the admin know, and we will kick them out faster than the speeding bullet. And because it should be a place, and you know, hey, even you know, everybody changes and has a different route. I don't know you. I've heard a lot of stuff. I said, but you know what? I'm not gonna make any assessments because I've never sat down and broke bread with Ed, or never talked to him, or he's never came at me. So this is not a judgment thing for me. I just wanna, you know, I just wanted to give you. A, I want to give everybody a platform. I don't know if you heard, but we had uh, Sean Waltrip as the first person on this podcast, Mr. DJ Boogeyman. Okay, I've heard of him. And it was very, very controversial. But (laughs) everybody, uh, I wanted to give him a platform to tell his story as to why he charges what he charges. And he did. And I felt like I'll send you the link so you can go back and listen to it. But it's all good. I mean, that's that's your thing. So don't be mad about what you do. Yeah, well, here's the thing is that people, brides who, if I can't meet their budget, I've actually sent them to him because I know he will. So, yeah. uh, and I've never actually met the guy. He actually went on 
and just trashed me to death. And I'm like, dude, I've never even met you. I mean, what are you talking about? I don't know who you are or whatever. So. And see, uh, that's crazy. So here you got somebody from that. But like you say, we get it from every end. Um, so like you say, coexist. I'm going I'm to keep that communication coexist. And you had one other one. But really, gosh, that's oh, that's so crazy that you got somebody attacking you and you in the middle. Yeah. Or you somewhere in the middle, but well, I, I, I hope I hope this gives everybody a different picture of Ed. And I'm gonna say it for everybody that Ed pissed off, he is <laughs> truly sorry and he wants to mend fences. So the next kick around or whatever we have next, I want you to come out, meet some guy, and just get you know, get to know some folks and say, Hey, look, whatever happened in the past, let's put it behind us and let's move forward and try to create better working relationships. And and I have and I have tried to reach out to several that I know that I made got upset when I first started mm-hmm. uh, and um, it not a single one would, you know, take it and, and start over, you know, understand and go on. So I'm just, so you are now the bigger man. Just don't worry about it. Keep moving forward. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't even worry about it. Uh, that people, I mean, some people just looking for somebody to hate. If you want to be honest, yeah. you know, I need, I need an enemy. I need, to, I need something to try me to charge me to be, you know, mad. Well, as, as I told my family, is it's just it's doing nothing but making me stronger. So there you um, go. Use it to build you up. So, Mr. Ed, how can we find you on social media? If brides are looking for you, somebody looking to the podcast wants to reach out and be nice to Ed, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> how can they find you, brother? Um, I'm on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Texas, um, And then, of course, I have a website, allaccessdjdfw.com. Instagram, you on Instagram? I am. Um, I believe I'm not. Not I'm very not, active because I haven't seen you. Well, I, I post pictures of events, but it's it's um, at All Access DJ, I think, is my, my handle. Okay. So everything is pretty much All Access and not just personalized with Mr. Ed, except for your Facebook page. Correct. Right. And I do have now a, a social media manager who's kind of managing all of that for me because she knows a lot more than I do. And she's only in high school. So figure that one out. I might need to hire her then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because still can't figure this TikTok thing out. But I'm. Oh, my gosh. She just got me on TikTok and. She's doing all of that because I don't even know how to do all that. So. Okay, I might have to get your number for her offline so I can okay. maybe get me a high schooler. But it, it was great meeting you, man. I've only seen you Thank one you. other time with the brim on. I think I'm going to say we were at um, – where is it at? It starts with a P. It's out in – No, no, it was at a um, – I've seen you at some of the – I've seen you at a couple of open houses, but I think we actually, okay. I actually shook your hand at um, – it's one of the springs, one of the first springs out past Rowlett. That's uh, a Rockwall. Uh, yeah, the one, not in Rockwall, but it's the one that's back off in there. They got a sound decimal thing where they don't want it to be too loud in there. It's Yeah, uh, that's that's the Rockwall. The rock yeah, so yeah, that's where I think I met you and Chris Brown and a couple okay. other fellas at an open house. I was kind of just getting out because I was married to a venue for 10 years, so I never had to get out and look <laughs> for work. So all I had to do was show up and don't mess up. Yeah, but it's it's great meeting you, brother. Uh, we have a clean slate. I don't know anything bad about you, and everything everybody ever told me. I'm gonna say, hey, you need to call that brother and find out for yourself, and don't be like that because that's just not. I mean, you know, we just need to coexist. Yeah, and it's, it's just, and it was a whole learning process, and so uh, over the past five years, I'd say I started that process, and so I'm trying to, you know. I'm well, definitely better. We're going that. to welcome you into the Crosstalk family with open arms. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, sir. 
And I'm sorry about that sneaky question, but okay. I really, I really love your answer. And I'm sure when Gus listens to this, he's gonna be like, you know, he might tear up a little bit. You know how Gus. <laughs> well, <he's laughs> but thank you, Ed, for coming on, man. And I'm glad you didn't feel like I was getting you on here to attack you or go after you or anything, and you agreed to come on the show. Sure, absolutely. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. about you but I feel